Pat Mahomes. Bust. What would you have said if I bet you a hundred bucks at the start of at the end of the round robin and start of the playoffs that the stars would be in the Stanley Cup playoffs or Stanley Cup finals? I don't know because bomb that was their best player. So how do y'all feel about this? Very impressed with how bad they're doing. Donovan Mitchell, who right now looks to be a superstar. Yeah, and as a Cowboys fan, I have learned how dangerously good Aaron Rodgers has been with he can just thread a pass. A lot worse than I thought. So what do you think is going to happen in the game tonight, Kevin? I don't know what to think. They've won a game by uh, two points, three points, and one point. Yeah, a, a very high number. Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers, and that's all I have to say. He's still a top five quarterback in this, le- in this league, and there's nothing really anyone can do about it. Before the season started, traded for Mookie Betts. What do you think about that trade, Austin? If he can step up, that'll really help the Lakers in the future. It's just amazing, and I don't care what the Red Sox got for trading Mookie Betts and David Price. The Dodgers, in my opinion, win it. I don't have to see what players they give up. I think we should move on to the Yankees, who... But after that, everything just fell apart. (laughs) What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the 17th episode of Outsiders Opinions. We've recorded over 15 videos, so let us know what your favorite video has been so far in the comments. If you're listening on Spotify, go to our YouTube channel and drop your thoughts in the comments. Today, we will be going over each series from the MLB playoffs. So, Austin, let's just talk about the wild card as... They weren't really that competitive. Yeah, it was... It, none of the series were really close besides the one between the White Sox and Athletics, and even that one had some blowouts throughout it. Um, I think this proves that the wild card, or well, the playoffs will not be expanding to eight teams per conference because in the MLB, there's only a certain number of teams, and I think five's the right amount in each, uh, each league for every series to be relatively competitive. There's always going to be outliers where a team's just so much better than the other one, even though five teams make it. But as we saw last year with the Nationals winning the World Series, I think that proves that five is just enough in each side, and we won't have this where there wasn't even a point to watch most of the series in the wild card. Yeah, and I I like the idea of trying things as the MLB is trying to catch up with some other leagues like the MLB and NFL. I I like their decision to test out the DH for all the leagues, and it's an experiment. And now you know this would not be a great idea to do as as eight teams, as it wasn't really competitive. So I think we can move on to, in my opinion, and the NLDS. One of the games that I anticipated was going to be a really close game. And then just turned out to not be that well. So that would be the Dodgers and Padres. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, well, it, was, it wasn't it was as good as a series as, like you said, we both hoped. Um, the Padres were swept and there was only one real close game. Um, I think this proved that the Dodgers were one of the, uh, the best teams in the league. And while they did struggle getting their ring, uh, they didn't struggle against the Padres. The Padres didn't really put up a fight in most of the games, and I think it just was a, a defeat that was so dominant that I didn't even expect it. Yeah, and the Padres really just came out of nowhere this year with Fernando Tatis Jr., and then we saw them make that huge player trade. Was it like five or six players? 
and for Shane Bebert, I believe. And he couldn't play. He was injured. So we'll see how that trade looks, but it doesn't look right now good for the Padres. Yeah, I think we can move on to the other series that was just not remotely close between the uh, Braves and Marlins. So what are your thoughts about that? Yeah, the going in the during the season, the Braves lost a lot of their pitching as I think Cole Hamels was injured. Another starting pitcher was injured. So they came into the uh the ser- their playoffs without a really good rotation. And some players excelled. And you saw they were undefeated until the NC- NLCS. I think game Game three of the NLCS, they were undefeated and they won all those games. That's incredible. To the rotation exceeded expectations. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they were up, they were up two one in the NLCS and then three one, and then they ended up losing it. But the to talk about the Marlins, like uh, I mentioned last time, I thought that they were going to beat the Braves. I was wrong. But, I mean, that's for going out, out on a limb. Sixto, again, one of my favorite players, to say his name, uh, played well in the series despite the, the sweep. And I think the Marlins and the Padres, both who got sweeped, they're both young teams who will learn from this experience and will excel later uh, later on. They just were no match for the teams who were the best right now, the Braves and the Dodgers. Yeah, and just to add one more thing, you kind of see, I think the Braves and Dodgers, their time for a championship is right now. While with the Padres and Marlins, I think it's coming in the near future. And if they can contend next season, I think that's earlier than expected for those fan bases. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think the Marlins and Padres are still three years away, really, from being the best teams in the NL. They should be by then. The Dodgers were falling off a little bit. Their players would have gotten older. And while they still will have great players, I don't feel like feel like they'll have the, the, the young talent to push them along like the Padres and Marlins are getting right now. And the Braves, I think they'll be good for maybe five more years or so while because they have some players that are also getting older. But the future of the National League, it seems, is the Marlins and the Padres. They play a little bit differently, but they're both really, really talented and We'll have to look to see how they do uh, next year. Yeah, and I think now we can move over to the American League and talk about the ALDS between the Houston and the Athletics, a divisional matchup. And even though I wish the Astros would not be good, they're good and they're. I think the division's most likely going to be the Athletics versus the Astros next season. Yeah, if the Angels can get it going and Rendon can stay healthy and Otani can stay healthy and Trout can be the player he's always been, I feel like they can make a push. However, the Astros are still good. And while they should still be in a win-now mode with all the players that they have that are getting older and we don't know if Verlander will be back even for his entire career because of Tommy John surgery, um, if he does have it, uh, but the Athletics, I was more disappointed with the Athletics than I was impressed by the Astros. This is the way the Astros have done it years prior, even though they may have cheated in 2017. But they, they were always a good team. I don't think they should have won in 2017, but that doesn't mean that they weren't a, a very, very great baseball team. And this proves it. 
they the athletics pitching just didn't come to play and the Astros took advantage of a team that they that I thought had a better chance they the uh athletics allowed uh five or more runs in all the games they allowed seven and more runs in uh <clears throat> in three of the four games and they allowed 10 or more runs in two of the four games that so you're never going to win a series like that that Athletics don't have the offense, especially with Matt Chapman out like he was, to put up that type of point total, a run total. It, it makes it almost impossible for their uh, for their bats to get going or have any confidence in the locker room when you're getting absolutely hosed on the uh, defensive end. Yeah, and for defense, I think Matt Chapman hurt them there as well. I think you mentioned it. And he's arguably one of the best defensive third basemen in the AL. Would yeah. you agree? Yeah, he probably is. Uh, and it's either him or Gio right now. I mean, there's other AL third basemen that I really like, but both of those guys are the future, really. And Matt Chapman and Nolan Arenado are probably the two best third baseman defenders in the league. So, yeah, and it will be interesting to see. I think Marcus Simeon, their shortstop, and uh, Mike Miner, the guy they traded for for the Rangers. I think you got to go after Mike Miner. Right. Yeah, resigning him is essential because you need as much pitching as possible when you give up that many runs. Yeah, so I think we can probably move on to uh, a series that was in- in- incredible to watch, and that was the Tampa Bay Rays versus the Yankees, another divisional matchup. Yeah, uh, this was the best series by far. This is one of the best series of the entire playoffs, even though it was a five-game series. It was close. The last game was close. It was intense the entire time. And while the Rays won because they could stop the Yankees' bats in the games that they won. In the games that the Rays won, they held uh, the Yankees to 5-4-1. and one. That is unheard of for a Yankees team that, through their first three games of the playoffs, scored 10 or above in three of them. They had 12-10-9 in their first three games in the playoffs. That's how the Yankees win games. Their pitching gives them enough, and then they have a great bullpen, but they they hit so well. And for the Rays, they really impressed me. I thought the Yankees had the advantage going into Game 5. They had the momentum after winning 5-1 in Game 4. However, the Rays pitching got it done, and that's what really propelled them all the way to a World Series appearance. Yeah, and I think the guy that hit the walk-off, uh, walk-off was Michael Perez, and I think it was his first playoff home run and just that was incredibly surprising and incredible moment to watch and I think Garrett Cole game seven that's what the Yankees brought Garrett Cole to do and I think he did well yeah he did he only allowed the one run and I mean you can't if a pitcher's giving up at one or none or two runs you can't really blame them especially when you when you expect the offense to come through like they always have and that's what the Astros did for him in most of the starts. And that's what the Yankees have done for him in most of his starts with him, with them. So we'll just have to – I think the Yankees are the are my – at least my favorites for winning uh, not only the World Series but the uh, AL next year. But it's going to have to come down to scoring their runs in the big games. They do it throughout most of the playoffs. And then they, the game where their season's on the line, they just can't do it. So – yeah, um, 
I totally agree with you. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when the Yankees go to the World Series, and we're definitely probably going to see, I would, that's probably going to be the favorites into next season, the Yankees versus the Dodgers, who to me seem very similar as we talk about their offenses. Yeah, they just do it different ways. But it's power hitting on both, and it'll be exciting, especially if those two meet in the future. Yeah, so now I think we can go the ALCS. Um, they were both incredible. Which one do you want to start with? Yeah, we'll start with the ALCS. The Rays were up three to nothing, and then the Astros pitching came came through for those three games that they won. The same story. the uh, The Astros held the Rays to three, three, and four, and they held them to game uh, to four in the last game. That was the Astros hitting that I think did them in. Their pitching, the Rays did not score more than five runs in the game. That is very impressive for the Astros um, pitching staff. It was the Astros hitting that couldn't get it done, and I think that goes back to the pitching of the Rays. Through the first three games, the Astros did not score more than two runs in the game. And in the last game, the Astros scored two runs. So the Astros just could not score. In three of the four losses, they scored two runs, and in one, they scored one. They just could not get their bats going against a dominant pitching staff in the ones that they won. Yeah, and thank, I was so happy when the Astros lost because it would definitely be a 2020 thing to have the Astros win a World Series, and then you have to hear them, and I'm just very glad. But their pitching, I was, they're without Verlander. And they have for been most of the season, but it shows how great. Even if Verlander doesn't come back, they're probably going to make the playoff. They're going to win. The, they, I would say they're the favorites to win their division. And they're a really good team. And that's what I think frustrates me most about the 2017 championship. You did not have to cheat. You were a good team. It was a matter of when you were going to beat another World Series. And now, when someone looks at the 2017 championship... Yeah, they're going to say, Dodgers should have been there, and it should have been the Yankees. Both went to seven against the Astros and lost. Though that sh- That's the matchup that we should have had in 2017. That's the matchup that... We're, that's why we're expecting it and want it so much for the future, is that that's, the, that's what the Astros robbed us of. The Yankees were better than the Astros that year, and so were the Dodgers. And they both deserved to have an opportunity to win a World Series. And that opportunity was taken away by a cheating team. And I don't, I, don't think, I don't think that will ever be forgiven by any fan of the Astros, I mean, of the Yankees and Dodgers. Because the Yankees didn't lose a home game. They only lost games against the Astros when the Astros were at, their, were at Minute Maid. And I think that really, that really shows that they had to cheat to beat the Yankees. I think the Yankees yeah. were the best team that year and would have won it, but... We got robbed of that, and it's gonna ha- they're going to have to make up for it in the future. Yeah, and you've talked about the walk-off from Jose Altuve, who was the main person in the cheating scandal, off Aroldis Chapman, who was pitching incredible that year. So, mm-hmm. it's, And it's going to hurt the Astros' legacy. It, 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 it'll, it's, their uh, legacy is tainted forever. Yeah, and they're a really good team, but yeah, got to cheat. So, I'm just very glad Tampa Bay won, and but the Astros have a nice future. I think for it depends on if they bring Springer back, and 
if I think if Verlander comes back, they're going to be that pitching staff just looks really good. So I think yeah. we can go back to the opposite side where uh, the first two games in, I was like, oh no, the Dodgers <laughs> going to blow it again. Yeah, I mean, I mean, through the first four games, I really thought they were going to blow it. Because once the, once the Braves won game four, 10 to two, I was like, so that's the, that's it. So the Braves are on to the World Series, and so the Dodgers are cursed forever to never win because they played the Astros. There's no way. And then they powered through it. And again, pitching is why you win championships in baseball. In the last three games, the Braves scored three, one, three. And that's the tail of the tape. Dodgers pitching stepped up. They did not want to go home. And I was impressed by their uh, ability to hold that Braves offense, which was statistically the best offense in the league, really, to to that uh, to seven runs in three games. Yeah, and the game three from the Dodgers, you thought it was going to switch, but the Braves made it competitive when the Dodgers, I think, scored 11 runs in the first inning. <laughs> Yeah, that's when I thought it was really going to switch, and I wasn't all that worried. But then after game four, I'm like, there's no way they went through straight, and they ended up doing it. Yeah, and the Braves stick true to being a team from the from Atlanta. They blow a 3-1 lead. Seems seems to be. Yeah, but um, I think the Dodgers and Braves are probably going to meet in the playoffs for the next um they're both going to be in the playoffs, but I wonder if they'll meet again. Yeah, they're the expected to be, but uh, uh, they're expected to make the playoffs, and they're expected to even play each other. They were the one and two seed. They were the best teams during the regular season, and we definitely expect them to show this again next season. We'll have to see what happens, but and that's why they play the season. But, yep. uh, yeah. and Yeah, I think uh, Braves should be looking for uh, some pitching help. Yeah. Especially, you can't expect what happened this year. So, uh, for the World Series, incredible series to watch. Incredible. Uh, we already talked about this, so make sure you go back to check out that episode. But any more thoughts, Austin? It was a great series. Game four was one of the best games I've ever watched in my entire life, live at least. Um, and both these teams were the one seed, and we expect them to contend next season. Yeah, it will be interesting to see. And... Like we were saying before, that is it for this episode. So thank you for listening to our 17th episode. And we went much more in depth in our previous episode about the World Series. So make sure you go check that out. And in our next episode, we will give an update playoff picture for the NFL. Be on the lookout for more episodes from Outsiders Opinions. 